Need more time? Want more from your business and your life? Welcome to the Simple Life Habits Podcast, where, where, where you'll learn how to work less, do more, and live your life with greater focus. Now, now, now. here's your host, Jonathan, Jonathan Milligan. Can you really be satisfied with less? Is there something to be said about living a simple life? Well, that's today's topic on the Simple Life Habits Podcast, where our goal is to help you work less, do more, and live with greater focus. This is Jonathan, your host. But before we jump into answering this question, I want to talk to you about a simple challenge that's going on, simplelifehabits.com, called the Get Productive Challenge. Thousands have already jumped in and have started taking this challenge, and I would encourage you to jump in as well. There's no cost, and the promise is that you can double your productivity within the next 30 days. And this challenge is really broken into four weeks, and each week you get a module. Each day you have an activity that you focus on for the day. It doesn't really matter what you do for work, if you work at home or you work in corporate America, this can work for you. The first week is called Get Organized, and the goal is really to help you get some quick wins under your belt. Week two is called Get the Mindset, and this is where we take all the different productivity gurus and the books that are out there, for example, like Getting Things Done, And we get the mindset, we learn the underlying timeless productivity principles that are taught in all the best books. I've read them all, and I've really tried to break them down into a couple core principles. And that's what you'll learn on week two. I think it's foundational to doing anything that you, any system you want to implement, starts by understanding these principles. Week three is called Get the Systems, and it's a very specific system you can implement. And I teach you how I like to use Evernote, um, Workflowy, and even Wonderlist with some other tools as well and talking about email. And then the final week is called Get It Done. It really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to understand principles, work on tweaking your system, but then you just don't get stuff done during the day. This, the final week, is all about taking the very exact, precise steps on structuring your day to get things done. We talk about establishing a morning success routine, how to get things done fast, how focus sessions can double your productivity, and the power of taking breaks. So if you want to join the challenge, just go to simplelifehabits.com and sign up with your email, and you'll get access to this entire 30-day challenge. Well, today's topic is how to be satisfied on less. And I was actually recording this while I was away from my regular recording studio. So you might see and you might actually hear that the auto quality is a little bit different. But I think the message was so powerful that I wanted to get it out and I wanted to record it while I had the opportunity. So now we're going to jump into that recording, and hopefully you'll benefit from learning how to live a simple life and how to be satisfied on less. So today's topic is how to be satisfied with less. You know, I must admit I have a weakness. I love new technology. 
I remember the first time I got my hands on an Atari game system. I played Pong as a boy. And instantly I was hooked on games, computers, technology. Now while those things can be great to enjoy, it still begs the question, is our life really getting much simpler? You know, they said back in the 70s that computers were going to simplify our lives. So much so that many believed that by the turn of the century, the average hours a person would spend on the job would go down considerably. But I'm sure that you realize that our workload hasn't lightened. We're not working less hours each week. In fact, we're connected more to technology today than ever before. With our smartphones, with our text constantly buzzing, Facebook status updates, um, phones ringing, email inboxes, I'm sure you agree with me that the opposite has been true. But the sooner that you learn that those things, while they're fun to enjoy, they don't really bring happiness to our lives. We're not necessarily better off as we think we will be. I remember what one year I decided that I was kind of burned out. I was you know, spending a lot of my work life on connecting to a cell phone, and I decided I just wanted to unplug. So for a whole year, I went without a cell phone. And it was almost like I was hoping that I would break down along the side of the road so I could do what they did in the old days. Go walk, knock on a door, ask to use the phone, or walk into the gas station and use a phone to call for help. There's just something about simple. Now, I'm not saying that I don't have a cell phone today. I sure enough do. But it helped me kind of get my bearings back about what's really needed in life. A lot of the stuff that we have is just extra stuff. We don't have to have it in order to be happy, in order to provide joy in our lives. It's not essential for life and happiness. You know, I think I really began to realize this about Three years ago, when I went out on a trip out west to the mountains of Idaho, my grandmother has a log cabin that sits about 8,000 feet in elevation with literally nothing else around. It is quiet. You don't hear a highway. There is no noise of the neighbor mowing his lawn. None of that. Even more interesting is this little town at the base of the mountain called Lava Hot Springs. It was amazing to me how sheltered this little town had become from commercial advancements in the last 50 years. It was truly remarkable. In fact, you could go there today and go through the little town, and there's not one commercial anything. There's no fast food restaurant. Well, there's restaurants, but they're owned by the people of the community. There's hotels, but they're owned by the people in the community. There is nothing commercialized, and they've left it that way intentionally. They won't allow it. The grocery store is locally owned. There is no Walmart. They've completely sheltered everything out. And you know, it really was an opportunity for me to just take a step back from the big commercial, the big commercialism that we face every single day and the hustle and bustle and just take a deep breath and realize that there's things in life that aren't necessary to be happy 
or to be happier. I see I was forced to slow my pace down that week, and it did me much good. So today I want to share with you three what I would call core principles to being satisfied with less. And you don't have to necessarily go and sell your house and get rid of all your stuff and buy a simple cabin, buy a quiet lake, although you certainly could if you wanted to. But these are things you can do right now that can help you understand where to create the margin in your life. You see, the reason why I think a lot of times we're not satisfied is because we have no margin. In fact, we have no opportunity to show kindness because we're so busy. Kindness often happens in the margin of your life. So if we don't stop, if we don't create that margin, and we're busy running everywhere, then we miss out on a lot of core things in life. So here's the three principles for you to consider for today. Number one, focus on the essential. Many people struggle with wanting more in their life because they're not sure what they value in the first place. We're constantly adding more things to our life because we think they will bring us happiness, because we think they'll bring joy, because they'll bring us more income. But let me ask you a question today. If you had to narrow your life down to four or five essentials, what would they be? What really matters to you? What is your heart's desire? Can you focus your life in such a way that you only have a few essentials? Some of you thinking about it right now, it's, it's beginning to lift a burden off your shoulders to think that you could actually get down to four or five essential things. See, my life was scattered a few years ago until I decided to really think about what was important to me. So as a helpful exercise, let me just be transparent and share you my list. These are the five essentials. You could also refer to them as the big rocks if you've read Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. These are the big rocks that I want in my life and I make time for them and make sure they're in my schedule for the week before someone else loads up what they want me to do for them for the week. And here they are in no particular order. The first one is family. Family is extremely important to me. We have set things we do every single week. Every single day between the hours of 6 to 9, we spend time together. It's so easy for us, especially when we're tired from working, and we come home and, and we're, we're beat, we had a lot of battles that we fought for the day, to just want to sit and allow our kids to watch the TV and the television and do that for several hours a day. But what if you became more intentional with your family time? What if one night you made it game night and you pulled out, pulled out the old board games and you sat around a table and just enjoyed one another's company? You can have one night where you just go out. You just walk around, find something to do or explore, and just spend some time together. We have a night where we actually just read. We think it's a good principle for our kids to learn the importance and value of reading. So we spend time one night a week sitting around in the same room. We're all reading a good book. So think about it in light of 
your essentials. Maybe for you, family should be there. Another one for me, and I call it my mental time, is reading and writing. I have a passion for learning. It's who I am. And so what's core to me is spending time alone, which charges my batteries when I have an opportunity to read good books, an opportunity just to write. I write for my blog post. I've written books that are on Amazon. And I love to spend time each day, but especially finding big blocks of time in my week where it's mental time for me. It's just reading and writing. Here's another one. The other one for me is more in in the vocational aspects, but it's coaching and mentoring. I love to be a resource for people. I love to have an opportunity to encourage somebody, inspire them towards what they want to do, uh, overcome some obstacle or roadblock that's in their way, be a coach and mentor in their life, and just be resourceful and give them new ideas to help them get unstuck. That's essential to what I do and what I love to do. Number four is exercise. That's the physical time in my week. I want to have times of exercise. Now I can combine that with family and do two of the five at the same time. But I always want to make sure I'm spending time exercising. And that's important for me to feel better, to have good energy, and to live healthy. And then finally, but certainly not least, is my spiritual life. I want to have time in my week to do spiritual things, to read my Bible, to pray, to journal, to think. And so those are the core for me. It's the social, the mental, the vocational, the physical, and the spiritual. Now, you don't have to put things in those certain boxes, but more than anything, find out what's important to you. I can easily eliminate the non-essentials in my life if they do not fit into my list. Because of this list, I've been able to achieve more by focusing on less. That's the whole point. It simplifies my life, and I'm satisfied with less by not trying to run down every rabbit trail that appears into my life. So focus on the essentials. Maybe you need to take time right now or as soon as you stop the car if you're driving Pull out a 3x5 card and whittle down to the four or five essential things that your life's about. Number two, live in constant gratitude. I love to set goals. They inspire me. They give me hope that the future could be better. I've got a whiteboard that lists my 90-day goals that I'm constantly updating. I love goals. But, as I mentioned in a recent podcast, and I would encourage you to go listen to it, there is a tension that exists between goals and gratitude. You see, at the same time, while I'm ambitious and going after goals, I've noticed what happens to me after I set goals. I can easily become impatient because I see the enormous gap between who I am and where I want to be. And the only way to close that gap in my opinion, is by starting with living with gratitude. Start with gratitude and contentment will come into your life. Gratitude is like cleaning your house. It has to be done on a regular basis. You don't get to just do it one time. You have to do it over and over again. 
And if you want to be satisfied with less, it starts with gratitude. And the more that you have gratitude, the less that you're going to desire the latest new gadget, the, the desire for more stuff that you think is going to make you happy. But you're just happy and thankful for what you do have, not always focused on what you don't have. When you live each day with a sense of gratitude, then you'll be content with having less in your life. So live in a constant state of gratitude. Number three, how you how are you going to learn to be satisfied with less? Here's a big one. Enjoy and live in the present moment. Now, this was the hardest principle for me to learn. I'm a dreamer. I love to live 10 to 15 years down the road. What I've come to realize is that living in the future makes me worthless in the present. Why? Because I don't take the daily action I need to get to where I'm going. It's just fun to dream, right? It's fun to set goals. It's inspiring to think about. But you have to get down to where the real rubber meets the road. Sometimes that's what happens when you're just your mind gets wrapped up in the future that you're not even fully present for those relationships that are important to you. I mean, my wife could be talking to me and my mind is elsewhere. I could be riding bikes with my kids and thinking about the big project I have to get done for work. I'm at work thinking about being at home. I'm at home thinking about my work. Have you been there? Well, how do you solve this? Well, you solve it by forcing your mind to live in the present moment. Whatever activity you're doing at that moment, just focus on that. Quit bearing the responsibility of the universe on your shoulders while at the same time throwing baseball with your kids. Just learn to throw the baseball. And that's where you are in that moment. To be successful with this principle, you have to choose to have a mind like a kid. Remember those simple days? Never worried about money, the bills, where your food was going to come from. When you're engaged with an activity as a kid, that's all you thought about. When you were playing baseball in the backyard, you were playing baseball. You weren't wearing the weight of the world on your shoulders. When you were engaged with an activity as a kid, that's all you thought about. Learn to live and enjoy the present moments in your life. The pressures of life will begin to fall off when you're satisfied with less in your life. So which one of the three means the most to you? Have you not had an opportunity to work through this? Go back and focus on the essentials. Decide what are those four or five core things that are important to me. And as other stuff gets piled on, I just say no. You just, you just drop it because it doesn't fit into the core essentials. Are you living your, your day in gratitude? When's the last time you were just thankful? You just walked around with a smile on your face, thankful for the goodness in your life. And asking yourself, what? is going right in my life today. And finally, 
Are you enjoying and living in the present moment? Are you allowing yourself to be fully in the moment when you're spending time with your spouse or when you're with your kids, when you're with that special friend? Just allow yourself to be there and live in the present moment. That's my challenge for you today. That is how you can be satisfied with less. So I want you to look at this week in light of how can I be satisfied with less. So the next podcast, this is Jonathan, where we're hoping to teach you how to work less, do more, and live with greater focus.